You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This time, ladies and gentlemen, it's the slow time in movies where we get the films that the studio doesn't exactly know where to program because they're too odd or just different. They're just not sure where they fit in. And sometimes you get really, really good movies out of that as, you know, they they put something like, okay, we don't even barely understand this, but we paid for it. So I guess we're going to dump it in February or January. Uh, And other times you get total garbage, like with Night Swim, right? And then we have Lisa Frankenstein, the latest film uh, written by Diablo Cody. And okay. directed by Zelda Williams, which I was excited for because mm-hmm. every, come on, you can't not love Robin Williams. I mean, he was a force of nature, an amazing guy. And you can't not feel for Zelda with what she went through with her family, mm-hmm. with his death. And I'm like really rooting for Zelda Williams to be great. Who's also an experienced voice actress. She was in um, uh, Korra, the the Avatar, the last what? airbender. Who was she, oh, uh, she voiced the character of Kuvira. Huh. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, seen it, so. But I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm I'm in for this. It's got Carla Guagino, who just had an incredible turn in uh, Mike Flanagan's mm-hmm. series, The Fall, uh, Fall of the House of Usher. That yeah, yeah, that's who that was. Yeah. Well, she's in every season of a Mike Flanagan show. <laughs> he knows he's got a powerhouse, and he's like, I'm not letting her go. He has a crew <laughs> yeah. that he goes to. It's it's very like a Wes Anderson like. Yeah, he keeps coming back to the same people. Yes, and she's also in um, what was Gerald's Game. Yeah, yep. yep. which was also my plan again. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> uh, and uh, Catherine Newton, who I mainly, I know she's been in a bunch of stuff, but I mainly know her from Supernatural because I'm that kind of dork, which would you'd think that would make me the perfect audience for this. I mostly sort of, know her from Detective Pikachu because I'm that kind of dork. <laughs> well, you think of the, the fact that I love Supernatural as much as I do would make me the perfect, like, and the age that I am, the perfect 80s throwback goth guy to love this movie. And it, I got to tell you, I was fighting to love this movie every step mm. of the way, and it's a fight I lost, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. I, I think it's time to turn in your 80s goth card. No, uh, yeah. no. My wife now refers to me as an elder goth, and I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to the fold. I, I guess the as goths. a former Hot Topic goth, um, I don't know, I don't just bow to you or something, I don't know. No, uh, I mean... So hot topic was for Elder Goss. That's like the the corn in our shit. Okay, that was yeah. like that little tiny bit of like y'all can have the leftovers. <laughs> I in my day, hot topic didn't have anime and band shirts and femme small sizes. It was all men sizes and mostly large. And Even the medium was large. Not all all of band t shirts and Tim Burton stuff and Jonah Vasquez comics, which I bought every goddamn. One I officially of. bought all one. shirt 
shirt from Hot Topic because it disintegrated after Oof. three washes. I was, it was such really? a cheap piece of material. I was like, yep, never buying from these guys again. Huh. See, all my shirts for Hot Topic growing up. I mm. shopped some at Hot Topic, but mostly it was for the uh, the the goth pants that look like they were made out of like uh, brocade curtains. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, with, with all the chains and the no, no chains. straps and shit. It's see, just, they just zipped see, in the I, back. They're, I would go down the halls and people would know it's me. If I was going to the bathroom, they would be like, oh, there goes Picasso with his jangling goth pants. See, in our days, we wore that too, but it was because we always had like a friend who was like weirdly into like sewing together leather and jeans and stuff nice. and would sell it basically for cost yeah. or for Ooh. the sake of having sex with the model who would take let him take pictures of her. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the, the point I was getting to about the sizes when I was younger, the, none of the t-shirts there would fit me. I had to learn to silk screen my own shirt. In mm. high school, so I made well, my my own anime and band shirts. I did like nice. a pretty girls make grave shirt and like a nice. dragon half shirt and some like Final Fantasy shit. Anyways, and, yeah. and now you're doing all kinds of art. So yeah. now you yeah. know you're talking to this rounded crew of different periods of goth mm-hmm. that are the crowd that are the crowd this movie is directed at at one at one point or another. And you can hear three, I think, very different reviews of Lisa Frankenstein. Now the story here takes place in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows Catherine Newton as the, with the unfortunate name of Lisa Swallows. Woof. Can you imagine going through high school with that as your name? Oh, my I God. I knew a kid named Benjamin Dover. Oh, no. Growing up. And also a kid named Harry Love. Yeah, there's a guy who used to come into a bar worked at, whose name was Harold Balls. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. No Michael Hunts or uh, <laughs> I was like, Michael, oh, Mike, Michael Roch. I like the first time he came in, I looked at his card and he looked at me. He's just like, you could see in his eyes. Please, Please don't. don't say it. Just and don't. I went, I just went, hey, man, this beer's on me. Aww. I just gave him his <laughs> <laughs> You can't watch the early Simpsons without having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she's a teenage goth girl. Well, I she mean, wasn't initially. She I was, mean, she still is. She's just the arty weirdo. Yeah, she was like, a bit more cottage core. Kind of, she didn't have her own sense of fashion quite yet. Yes. At the and, beginning. And is very, like... You know, everyone's like, oh, she's the weird girl, but for a very good reason, because in a sequence that I'm really surprised never came full circle in any sort of way, mm-hmm. a mysterious unnamed masked intruder broke into her, her family's house and axe murdered her mom right in front of her. And she's understandably a little traumatized. Yeah. And six months later, her dad married uh, Carla Guagina, who's uh, just a uh, she's Nurse Ratchet. Basically. Yeah, she's she is a grade A Disney villain stepmother bitch. She yeah, I, I think um part of like what really made her to watch at first was because there were some moments that reminded me of my own stepmother and Oof. my biological mother. Oof. So when things happen with her, I yeah, I don't know if Chris Harvey go, Yay. <laughs> oh no. You're like, oh, unresolved trauma. But <laughs> Uh, so Lisa spends most of her time because, she, you know, despite the fact her, her older sister, Ta- uh, like sister-in-law, uh, not sister-in-law, stepsister, uh, step-sister, step-sister yep. Taffy, played by Lisa Soberano, is, although she's kind of clueless, uh-huh. she's genuinely trying to be nice and inclusive with her. Like, come on in. I want you to be part of my family. She but could be rude without realizing it, but it was also just an, it. It, she was being, she, she meant well, 
but she was slightly ignorant to the way that she would say things. Yes. And also, it was the late 80s, yes. almost early 90s. And she's a cheerleader. Obviously, yep. Lisa is not. Uh, but but other than that, the family, the home life is weird and difficult. And Lisa spends most of her time out in the woods in a local overgrown, very old cemetery and is kind of in love with, in a, in a you know, the way that a misunderstood young, almost gothic girl is with mm-hmm. a, a grave of somebody who's been forgotten that has the bust on there. Uh, and she talks to him as if he's like, you know, her confidant and what have you. You know, she's the kind of girl who goes around reading books by Shelley. And, and doing woods, in a graveyard. Gra- gravestone rubbings, you yeah. know, get a piece of paper and like some crayons or pencils and do some rubbings. Totally my type of girl in high school. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you Same. too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, but she goes to, a, gets talked into going to a party one night yep. and she gets drugged kind of randomly mm-hmm. and, and uh, harassed. And harassed. And there's a mysterious ball lightning storm that comes out of nowhere. And she has a large hallucinatory experience, which is not really clear what really happened and what didn't. But she, when, when the next morning comes, she's back in bed and can't really remember everything that happened. And the parents like, Oh, that graveyard that you love is got hit by uh, lightning apparently. And you know, it happens, right? You can see where this is coming. Lightning hits the grave. Uh, Zombie. Jason. No. Yeah. (laughs) Was that Jason five? I, I don't remember anymore. I can't remember. Yeah. I've I knew someone who got hit by ball lightning once. Okay. Really? Yes, and it made their arm go numb. They were uh, someone I know that was working at a shop, and apparently the side of the building had like a metal pole, and it was struck by like lightning, and then ball lightning came out of like a socket outlet that was like at about like elbow height mm-hmm. and it hit them in the side of the arm and oh, their geez. arm just went numb I, i've been electrocuted during a storm once and it's yeah it's not fun nobody ever turns into an x-man it's no, unfortunate no, they do yeah. not it's, it's all a bunch of fucking lies <laughs> yeah uh, i thought maybe the fact that she was there's a scene where she gets electrocuted in her stepsister's tanning bed yeah and the thing is once you're struck by lightning once it's more likely to actually happen again. Wait, is that true? You become like a human dowsing rod. Oh my God. Like a terrible. lightning rod. I knew a kid in high school. His name was Gandhi and he was struck by lightning. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Oh my God. And he was also hit by a truck. Like this kid was if there's like. a God, he really had it in for him. I think he was kind of like the Eugene kid from Hey Arnold. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Well, but... I know there's actually a record. The guy, the one guy got struck by lightning like seven times. See? It's like, what? How is that? I guess that old expression, lightning nervous dogs twice in the same place, is total bullshit. Not the same place, but the same person. Because the person will probably be in the same place. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Anyway, so uh, lightning strikes the grave. Guy comes out of the grave as sort of a zombie-ish type dude. And she starts to realize, oh, wait, this is the guy from the grave I always go to. I don't know how this happened, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, I'm I'm a proto-goth girl, and I'm going to roll with it. And, Pretty much. And yeah. she discovers shortly into it that, like, he's missing certain body parts. And, like, basically, if somebody dies and they cut off that body part and they put it to him, he not only gets that body part, which works, but it makes him more and more closer to human well not at first because they have to put him in the tanning bed and shock it into working with his body yeah yeah yeah, which is like he looks less and less decayed and which is you know the whole assemblage of how the reality works in this movie is very loosey-goosey a little bit a little bit it's just like okay i guess but for for ford's tone i'm willing to roll with it uh and, you know, it turns into a weird sort of, I guess, pseudo-Heathers in a way, where kind it's like of. bad people are being sought out by this 
pro sort of couple uh, with her and her monster as she he becomes slightly more human with every killing and she's also becoming herself more and more if you will human she totally more and more been... herself as she's like grows out of her shell and her trauma and starts to become a full-fledged major goth hottie yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you what do you get when you cross uh what like frankenweenie uh heathers and like promising young woman you get a hot topic <laughs> franchise <laughs> I, if, if this was actually made in the 80s that totally would have been winona Ryder. oh certainly or at least someone who looked a lot like winona Ryder yeah. for sure um and this film so screams. i know we kept referencing hot topic but there's a good reason for that because the film not only screams this was subfinanced secretly in a shell corporation by hot topic but they literally at one point call out hot topic in a joke like the mom turns at one point like is talking to the daughter it's like you think you're so cool now you think you're some and she does everything but turn and look directly into the camera hot topic and i was like you guys didn't seriously just do that did you yeah, <laughs> they, they, I, they, they almost did the the, the wayne's world route of just slowly lift up like a hot topic gift card yeah <laughs> just a wink and a nudge um i didn't you know i didn't even clock it chris like i know that she was like oh you think you know you you want to be the center of attention and da 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 like but I didn't, I honestly didn't piece that together. Yeah, she said the words and she even, like I said, really overpronounced them. Oof. And I was I, like, was, was Hot oh, Topic even a thing in 89? I think it, I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, it was? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Reasonably sure. Like, but it doesn't matter whether or not it yeah, was I mean, yeah. because they're telling, they're saying this to the modern audience. It is now. Yeah, yeah. saying, we know you're going to review this saying it's like Hot Topic made a movie because it is. Uh, and so we're just going to roll with it and pretend like we meant that the whole time. Which they did as well, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. I wanted this to be really good. I, there are moments in here I laughed. I think Zelda Williams comes up with some creative bits visually here. I think the set decorator and the costume decorator is off the hook good. Like, Very good. Really, oh, yeah, that, really that, those good. are the best things about it. The best things about it, no question. But it feels like Catherine Newton's character is just been handed the page notes a few minutes before the scene and going, you know what, if you can't remember them, it's fine. Just roll with it and just wing it. And that she doesn't feel like she has a sense of direction for her character. Okay. I could see that. But like you said, like, like I said at the beginning, she didn't have quite like a sense of fashion yet. It's a coming of age. She's trying to find herself and like what she wants in life, what she really wants. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was a really strange sort of turn where like she's hanging out in the cemetery and she's romanticizing all these dead people and just death in general. Um, And then, you know, this guy comes back from the dead and she doesn't see him as like a romantic interest anymore because well, obviously he's like a disgusting rotting corpse. Mm. Um, But still it's like the whole, like her romanticizing him just kind of went out the window like when he finally shows up she's like oh well i didn't mean it like that i well, meant i wanted to be dead yeah i mean i get that i get where they were coming from with that and that i feel like is necessary for the film to go to this at the ending circle that it yeah. comes to but i don't know it's just there's so much about this just feels like i was just distanced from it like mm. it wants you to feel for this character And Mm -hmm. yet it's really hard for me to feel for this character. Like I do it first. I'm like, I too was a not sure how to relate to other people into weird shit, like insecure around people, not traumatized like her, certainly, but still. And I just feel like almost at every turn, except the way that she relates with her sister, which is the one strong point there. And I like, I like the cycle of that. 
I just was like, you're not a good person. No. You're, and I'm not yeah. really feeling... So people have already compared this to Warm Bodies, which I think is an exceptional flick. I liked Warm Bodies. I really okay. like it a lot because it's, you know, romance, human girl, zombie, slowly becoming more human. That movie worked because it really understood the romance level of this. And it really was about love and like mm-hmm. real like affection between two people that grows organically and naturally in a good way. This doesn't understand that at all. Yeah, they're chopping up people to get parts to make him more human. Yeah, which sounds like it could be a great cult horror film, but sure. the film doesn't even want to go there and be that either. That, that's the thing. Like, so I didn't one. I didn't do a whole lot of research. I just knew who wrote it, who directed. I see the trailer a dozen times because it's played in front of every movie at the draft house lately. But like, is it an R-rated movie or PG thirteen? Because it feels like PG thirteen. Okay, because the violence level. I mean, it's it's. Both are rated and not, because <laughs> it, it feels like just can't really commit to it. Like it, it, it has some things I don't think you would see in a PG thirteen. You know, but then it's again, PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Like it's surprisingly bloody and gory, but at the same time, it isn't. And it just I feel like it could have benefited from really going with it if it really wants to be like a a, a, a dark comedy horror that the hot topic kids would love. <laughs> I get it. Hot topic is like you know teenagers, but like. Teenagers who will access an R-rated movie no matter what, you know, and so I think that it should have really stuck with that. Um, but I, I, I do think that visually it's very strong. <laughs> um, the, the, I love, I really like the, the set design. I think Zelda Williams does have potential to be a really solid director. I was very impressed with like her what she did. <laughs> but Diablo Cody, I used to really like her in the beginning. <laughs> really liked Juno, United States of Terra, Jennifer's mm-hmm. Body. I read her book Candy Girl. <laughs> But I haven't really liked anything of hers in a while, and I've even like I was ready to give up on her when I read those leaked pages of that that CW Powerpuff Girls reboot. I'm like, this is atrocious. It's just every everything I heard that was a criticism of her that I would defend, but like cranked up to eleven. Hmm. And um, but here, I mean, I think that um, I think it's the strongest she's done in a while, and that's not really saying much. I think it, I got enough laughs out of it. I was entertained by it. <laughs> But you're right, though. Uh, the, the Catherine Noon character, I, I was with her for most of it, and then I don't know. I, it just, I, I get that you want to make this character flawed and question if you want to root for her, but I don't know. I just don't think it did it quite right. Yeah, it definitely feels like the 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 product of its influences more than it's a unique product. Hmm. You know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff where, like, clearly there's a lot of heathers into the DNA yeah. of this, but I think it's also it's cr- trying to be this. Uh, not magical realism. I'm sure like heightened reality sort of world where it's yeah. like you watch it and you go, okay, none of this is real. It's not our world. It's a version of our world, but not our world. But that just feels like they use that as an excuse to be lazy. Hmm. And I just didn't feel like the story elements ever really come together where you're like, I get, we'll get what's happening, but on the emotional level, you want me to feel it. There's nothing there at yeah, all. Yeah. It didn't take, I don't know. Just, it didn't take enough of her like realizing that he was like really into her and kind of sad about it. She kind of like made yeah. an offhand comment about it in the car, but it wasn't like any sort of like her having like an aha moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, an epiphany. It was you mean just they like... should have had a video then black and white and pencil. <laughs> but no, like, I feel like it just wasn't earned, I guess. And then yeah. there's like, it kind of. There's some point between like the second and third act where I feel like it sort of just lost some sort of, I don't know, heart or like the momentum. I can't, yeah. really, I can't really put my finger on it, but yeah, because the thing, it was really worked through in terms of like, yeah, the heart was definitely there, and um, it just 
kind of lost it at some point and I don't know. I, I feel like it was. I thought it was a really strong first hour. Um, for, you know, in terms like not not like movie of the year strong, but like I really liked where it was going at first. And then I felt like it really lost its direction. I don't know. This never really won me over, and I was fighting for it to win me over. And I was like, "Come on, it's gonna get better." And it just never really got me. Part of it is that you were saying I thought it, you look good. I don't think that's the direction. Uh, she uses really boring static television shots almost the entire time. It's all mid shots or two shots. Mm. It's just not very interesting. I mean, yeah, no, it did go Tim Burton levels, but I thought it was yeah. competent. I mean, oh, I'm not saying only, Tim Burton only... levels. I hate Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> it should. I love early Tim Burton. It yeah. should have either gone a bit more madcap or more realistic. Like it was somewhere sort of straddling in between. I feel like it should have just like yeah. really just leaned either just like just lean into the camp a bit more maybe exactly, yeah. i'm rooting for zelda williams to be successful in yeah. what she's trying to do but this definitely shows every sign of a director who's never actually directed anything before really? working with the script that there's so many times i'm like i can as i hear them saying the words in the film i'm like oh i see how this could have been funny but mm. you shot it in a way that made it not funny mm. and that happens over and over Fair and enough. over again and which brings me to my other problem with this film it's just not that funny and it's constantly trying to be funny and i'm just like once every 15 minutes i'm like chuckling mm-hmm. but that's about it and i i like going you're just throwing the jo- like constantly throwing the jokes out but it feels like you're begging for approval from the audience in a way that is just kind of awkward i feel like there should have been more of like a montage of body part gathering from shitty people in their town that would have been great instead of like that's kind of what i was expecting but it didn't really happen it kind of went from like an accident to going after somebody who was shitty to like somebody just going full tilt for it and you're just like whoa okay we're changing the tone entirely yeah like it i don't know it it, just like the whole the zombie guy like we don't really quite know where his head's at you know like as far as like his motivation like if he's cool with what's going on or not or if she's yeah. cool with like, everything we know about him happens in a black and white credit sequence yeah that is like that is dialogue less that by the way don't get here later you'll be like what the fuck is happening because the credit sequence tells you a very important part of the story yeah the yeah. opening credits is a backstory yeah i don't know i i feel like we're more on the same level maybe than we're not except I was less forgiving of this movie's right. flaws. But let's go to final thoughts. Tessa. Uh, oh, I've never said her names. Hey, this is Tessa, who is so good to have back on the mic again. Hello. It's been a hot minute. It has been a hot minute. I've been I've been working on a bunch of art projects you, and commissions. I deeply admire you for all the stuff that you do. Yeah, it it's uh, so understood. Yes, that <laughs> and and mental health stuff. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I um, know, yeah. I uh yeah, I was really looking forward to this. I even dressed up for it, which you can totally tell in this audio medium. Um, <laughs> she looks fantastic, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. They do. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. They do. They, do. Yeah. She, she, they literally have a pin that says they, them. And I'm like... Still people flub it. It's fine. That's 50, why I wear the pin. 53 years old, and that's no excuse, but I... I'm going to just start throwing little hacky myself. sacks at everybody who misgenders <laughs> me now. You should have like, a pocket with full it. of rocks. And oh, I no. Rocks. Full, not rocks. I give you full permission to <laughs> chuck one at my head. I think I'll just have like little foam Nerf balls. Um, yeah, I was like going into <laughs> this... Will they, get, will they get the point across? I think tasers. Oh, really. wow. Saying, hey, foam will not make if, me learn the Look, If I ever fuck up, we've been friends for years, so you have my full permission. If I fuck up uh, well i have chocolate nibs here though um 
chocolate. We have chocolate. Uh, but yeah, I went into this very excited. I maybe I had my hopes up a little too much, but uh, I was really enjoying it at the beginning. And then there's a part where the lead actress she gets uh, drugged at a party, and I was worried, like, oh no, is this going to be like a case of like unreliable narrator, and it's all going to be a fucking dream or a trip? I thought that too. Actually. I was real worried about it. It didn't end up doing like going that direction, which I'm glad, but. Um, it it made me worried for a hot minute, and so like the tone the tone was a little weird. It kind of went from like oh like I got drugged at this party, and then some weird shit happens, but it was just an excuse to be like oh what happened. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts, I I I had fun. This is a fun movie for sure. Go on Valentine's Day if you like horror movies and zombies and and goofy schlocky things. Yes. Um, as as it being by someone who did Jennifer's body, it didn't quite have sort of the same sort of angle or feminist that's or a much queer lilt to it, you know, uh, like that's, a, yeah, it is a much better film. And I, I feel like this kind of fumbled on what are you trying to say? Like, yeah. what is the moral here? Yeah, you're right. And I, I feel like that's where it fumbled. So are we doing out of five or ten? Whichever you prefer. It's, <sighs> we call it the arbitrary rating system. We, we actually had one reviewer who would like not even use numbers. Give it, I give it Argyle socks out of toilet seats. Oh, <laughs> contrarian, I see. Yeah. Um, I will give it six out of ten. Um, oh, God. Um, six, six out of ten. Um, various body parts sewn back on. Oh, or six six out of ten. That's not the right needle you use for sewing that. <laughs> As someone who works with fiber art, I meant to ask you about that. Actually, yeah, when they were sewing the, any of those body parts on, I was like, no, don't use a straight needle. You need like a little curved needle. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> uh, Mike McAllister, what about you? I, I like a little bit more than you guys did, but I do entirely agree with lawyer. <laughs> Well, your criticism. I, I I was really liking it for the first hour, and then I felt like it kind of lost direction. <laughs> um, I think it's like with you know with static shots and all that. Like, look, I for me with with hard comedy, there's only so many ways to skin that cat, if you will. But like, <laughs> um, I thought it was done competently enough, mostly with like I think you put together a really good team of like visual artists together. <laughs> um, no, if this if this came out when I was a hot topic kid, I would have loved this. <laughs> um, now, um. I think I think it's you know I think it's funny a lot of the time, and it had so much potential with the way it was going. I was like, oh, this okay. I like where we're going with this, and um, and also likewise, also relieved that wasn't going for the unreliable narrator angle because I thought that too. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe because of uh issues with step relatives, also that kind of spoke to me at some points too. Not Ari Aster levels, but still, um. But no, um, I, I think this is fun. Um, it, it's flawed, but it's fun. And it's something that, you know, you're not going to regret watching it on um, Netflix around Halloween or something like that with your with your cool goth girlfriend or boyfriend or even non-gendered partner. <laughs> um, you know, you, you're going to have a good time. And um, so, I don't know. Um, it's flawed, but it's fine. And I hope that Zelda Williams does better in the future. Um, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 back massages. I swear to God are just used for backs. <laughs> uh, you guys both definitely like this more than I did. Yeah. Um, I think this is a hot mess. Aww. I think, again, the really only thing here that I was like, that was high quality was the set design and the costume design was really, really good and on point. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoever was doing that, 
cheers to you. You know what you're doing. They should hire you for more stuff. Also, I'm, I'm all into the whole, like, let's retro go back to the stuff that I loved when I was like in my twenties, the sure. Heathers, the what have you. Sure. Like, but this was not it. Um, I, I liked that someone other than Tim Burton is playing with it, but come on, this, this should have been so much better than it was. Sure. Uh, all I'm saying is, if you're going to watch a movie that's kind of that you want something like this, hey, Frankenhooker is out there. Go watch that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Frankenhooker is kick ass. The, this is no Frankenhooker. So, Seriously, we're saying Frankenhooker or Warm Bodies, huh? Yeah, Frankenhooker and Warm Bodies. Okay. Want a date? Want a date? Whoa. <laughs> that's the line from Frankenhooker in case you've never seen it. Want a date? <laughs> um, yeah, I just. I could not get with it. And it was there was a point I left the theater to go to the bathroom and refill my soda and I just you have that with moment where you're like, What? You went to the bathroom and refill your soda? Ew, I went gross. To, I refilled my soda and went, oh my god. <laughs> Sit down, Mike. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what movie you want. Uh I just there's that moment like in the old days I would have just gone, you know. I don't really feel like I need to even see the rest of this movie. I'm really, I feel dispirited by it. I'm like not enjoying myself. And I partially because I really wanted this to be so good. And it's playing with all the things that I love and it's doing it so badly that I feel embarrassed for it. And that's the worst part. I felt cringy about it. I'm like, oh God, I'm really embarrassed for you movie. Uh, Tessa. I think if they'd gotten to a certain plot point that came very very late in the game in this uh-huh. and went like turned it into more of a revenge film yeah. like harder yeah and then turned it kind of more like death becomes her yeah could have been better that would have been fun there's oh, a lot yeah. there's a lot of missed opportunities here and also the weirdness of saying a masked anonymous murder axe murderer they never like tied up never, that loose end i feel like that was yeah. like, something that was cut out of the film or something you know, you know on, on, here's the thing i actually thought it might have been the set mom because they're like oh and then yeah. they married yeah. really quickly my, i thought that was gonna be the my twist. thought is that Same. they'll return and then all the killings are blamed on on them and then everything's fine mm-hmm. you know it's like oh it was just the axe murderer but yeah I, but I could see it. a studio guy going yeah but then the characters are unpunished for their actions i'm like okay whatever <laughs> i, I it, this just didn't work for me and i was embarrassed for the film or she finds the killer and like kills him for all of his body yeah, parts that would have been, yeah, been good like find and then find she the replaces killer. the body parts of the other people and they're back alive and everyone's you happy. need to email diablo cody like, hey look <laughs> here's some notes I let's have, collab on something I have some notes they all go to olin mills and take a photo together Aww. it's sweet it's sweet ending <laughs> it's christmas yeah. <laughs> it's it's basically love actually but with murder Ugh. okay um anyway i love actually Ugh. i know it those gets, people are terrible it's a little weird not all of them hugh Ugh. grant is great it's like i think i'd like them better if they murdered people instead yeah. <laughs> anyway uh i'm gonna give this and i'm sorry it, it, this just is not a good movie i'm gonna give it a three and a half out of ten wayward sons that will carry on because i just would rather re- remember caitlin uh the lead actress from this from supernatural than for this movie mm, mm, mm. sorry yeah. That's and, fine. Yeah, that's okay. fine. I was talking about Supernatural outside of them. I was like, you know, the best thing about the song, Carry On My Wayward Sound, which is absolute stone cold hot banger even today. <laughs> like, just great song. Is that when Supernatural adopt, adopted it as uh-huh. kind of their unofficial theme song, uh, whenever they play it, 
you know that episode shit was about to go down. Yeah. Because they play it as like previously on the road so far. Like, and when they did that, you know, it's because this episode's going to fucking like deliver some shit. Uh-huh. About like, oh, this is the shit, big story shit. episode. This isn't some random Swamp Man episode. No. <laughs> should, should have been using that instead of um, Ario Speedwagon. Plot Certainly. points. Oh, man. I just, just fuck Ario Speedwagon. Jesus. <laughs>